What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Spot Callers, where we talk about wrestling on the unbeaten path. I am Justin, here with Cyrus. What's going on, Cyrus? It's post-Thanksgiving. Uh, we're cutting it close here. Uh, Man, I, I like... We have to hang out with our families, of course. Well, uh, you've been doing a lot of cooking. I've just been uh, helping out with my mom in the kitchen and stuff like that. So watching the show was kind of like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll record this week. But then we, well, we get, like, super busy. Well, it's good this month because this will likely come out on the second or third. And then and then our Christmas episode will come out um, shortly after that. So you'll get two episodes of Spot Callers. Yeah. Um, realistically in december so yeah and i'm really excited to talk about uh the december show but we'll get to that at the end of the episode mm -hmm. uh before we start on this show what, what are you thankful for sorry oh man i'm glad you asked this question because i just heard the chatting with nelson interview with you oh yeah um, shout out to nelson and that episode is really really great yeah it, it's really nice uh I think everybody should go out and listen to it. It's not on the usual uh, RNC feed. You would probably just have to put chatting, uh, chatting with Nelson on any of your like search engines on any podcast that you listen to. But uh, I'm great. I'm thankful for the opportunity that RNC Radio and uh, the A Show Network has given me uh, doing the show, uh, doing the Instagram stuff, um, and. I think uh, I think the episodes recorded a little uh, a little after I got my midterm. I'm thankful for you helping me get an A on my midterm. Oh come on, come <laughs> on, man! I think I mentioned that on the show too. Did I mention that? Yeah. Uh, no, you didn't mention it on the show. Uh, you mentioned uh, me. Well, all the RNC uh, members just briefly about uh, just like making us more confident in ourselves and just being like, you know, becoming personalities like uh, Mark just being, you know, just a super normal dude on Twitter. And then realistically, one of the like the greatest like podcast hosts I've ever heard. Um, he is to me. Yeah. To me, he is like, he, please, amazing. please listen to uh, RSPN. I don't usually keep up with sports, but I love listening to RSPN. Um, the November issue of uh, I'm not a genius excellent episode of that too like i felt like i put on the headphones and tried them out <laughs> yeah he <laughs> like needs to do that for headphones. I, I would i would love for mark to do like some some live stuff that would be really really oh awesome. yeah like uh some video stuff where he like goes into the store and then yeah. returns them and then goes back and buy them again <laughs> Stop, don't even get me started i was there when it happened um, man, I, I have to say, like, I'm thankful for you guys. I, I'm going the same way you are. I'm thankful for you guys. I mean, you guys keep me, uh, keep me challenged. Uh, you guys keep me motivated to, to keep doing this and obviously rushing through the show that we're, <laughs> we're watching this month. Uh, you know, the show isn't good. <laughs> so, and like, I think I knew that because you know what? I realized when I was watching it, I've seen it before. So I was like, when I saw it back in 2006, I saw this, I came on to the, obviously it happened in 2005, but I, you know, the, the big thing was uh, Joe versus Necro Butcher. That was the wildest. They think about it in the 2005, that was the wildest thing that had ever happened. And, you know, reasonably so, like, uh, we're going to talk about it more in the match, but I have never seen Samoa Joe act like this. 
<laughs> I <ain't> never, <laughs> ever, ever acting totally different. Yeah, he, he ain't never acted nothing like this. Uh, but yeah, we we are reviewing, or we're, we're going to the mid south, not the south. Uh, to review IWA Mid South, something to prove uh, from June two thousand and five. Uh, this was a period of time when you know I got to put on my my old man hat here. Uh, I was just kind of getting back into wrestling, and, and um, the independents were what brought me back in a, in a lot of ways. Mm. Uh, seeing someone like CM Punk, and in a lot of ways, CM Punk brought me back to wrestling after falling off of it for a while uh, in high school, coming back to it when I got to college, uh, and obviously following his career to IWA Mid South. Um, that was a you know that was a pretty big indie promotion started by Ian Rotten of ECW fame. I don't know if you knew that, Cyrus. But I didn't know uh, ECW fame, but I know uh, Ian Rotten. He that was that was his that was his deal. I, I believe Punk even references him booking the the Joe and Butcher match while he was high as a kite. I think he says. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty big um, independent promotion. They were based in Indiana, so obviously that's how you uh, can connect the dots with CM Punk because that was very close to where he was. But it also was home to a lot of CZW talent at the time, uh, like Chris Hero was there. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli, who's also on the show, was there. Cole Cabana was on uh, IWA shows. A lot of people, when they were coming out, uh, ran through uh, IWA Mid-South. And something to prove was their first time in Philadelphia. Um, they were they were emanating from the old ECW arena, which makes the, the main event even more uh, symbolic in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So the beginning 20 minutes has a documentary. Yeah. Uh, did you like the documentary? I'm kind of like iffy on it. You told me not to watch it. <laughs> well, you did. Well, you knew there was a documentary, right? I didn't know it was a documentary in, in the beginning of this. No. Oh, okay. Um, well, I think the when document- I seen this, I seen the matches singular, singularly, like uh, uh, match by match. <laughs> okay. So the documentary is basically just like a couple of interviews from, you know, uh, there's one fan, there's an interview with Jimmy Jacobs, CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, and uh, I think Ian Rotten himself. And it's just like, what do you like about IWA? Basically, like it fell into the theme of Thanksgiving, where it's just like, you know, what are you thankful for? And a lot of people are just like, IWA is like, just like, basically, it's not WWE. Um, It's you know, the real wrestling that was at that time where dudes are just working ultra stiff and it's not very sports entertainment S. Basically just every fan now. Yeah, this is real wrestling. This is all the stuff you yeah. see here. This is, is very real. 2005. Yeah, and, it's very 2005. And they're showing clips of like, you know, of matches where they uh, tell people, you know, why they like it. And it's just like just super basic stuff like dude gets kicked, but he's getting kicked for real. So I really like it. And it's just like, you know, super 2005. Um, I thought, no, this is their first time on the East coast. And I thought this was a really good turnout for them more or less. Uh, But besides that, that's, that's the rest of it. Also, a good note is uh, Eddie Kingston. When they show him in a documentary, they play a 50 cent song. So that got some points for me. <laughs> Obviously, back then there wasn't a lot of people stressing about uh, clearances and and, and song yeah. and stuff like that. So a lot of stuff slips through the cracks. But you actually don't see a lot. Well, you, you see the entrances, but they're they're still using licensed music as they do yeah. in the ROH DVDs. Um, why'd you pick this show? Um, so around the time where 
uh, they were just booking uh, Joey Janela Spring Break too, mm-hmm. and they just put the leaf, uh, the Necro Butcher leaf, and then people were like, you know, people were getting hype about that, like uh, Necro Butcher is like finally coming back, and I was just like, you know, for spot callers, like, you know. I did like the Samoa Joe Necro Butcher match. Maybe we should talk about it. Like a lot of people are big fans of it, you know. And then uh, Renee Young put out the uh, put out the tweet where John Moxley basically asked her, "Hey, have you ever seen the match?" So it's just like it's very uh, iconic or just well received overall in the wrestling community. And I I thought uh, we'd uh, talk about it. All right, so let's jump right in. Uh, the first match on the car. Well, actually, no, I skipped the Delirious match. <laughs> it's not a good match. Um, well, I, you know, I skipped it because of all the ROH stuff going down right now. Okay, and I, I, can't, I can't, I can't support the guy. <laughs> well, I'm. He's not going to get a glorious review from me. I, I basically watched every match on this card. I'm. I will spare you a lot of this stuff. Um, <laughs> Delirious is working his comedy style. This is not like uh, what's the uh, what's the ROH show that we watched? Um. A couple like a month ago. Um, um, we watched. What did we watch a month ago? It was uh, Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, uh, Death Before Dishonor. Uh, you know, in that match, Delirious is working like his chain style, and he's like, you know, he, he he's working, but here he's just super goofy, like definition of a curtain jerk. Like people were like literally walking in, walking out. You know, like people were not really caring for the match, and rightfully so. This match isn't good. Um, if I have to give it, if I have to give it a star, I wouldn't. I'll probably give it an NA. Uh, not good. Wow, NA. It's not yeah, not asleep. Not asleep. Not asleep because uh, <laughs> I was just like, I have to stay awake because if I fall asleep now, I'm not going to watch the rest of the show. <laughs> All right, so uh, I skipped that. But obviously, not something you want to watch. But the first match I saw was CM Punk versus Homicide. Uh, Tracy Smothers on commentary. I thought he was actually pretty funny here. Uh, one of the, the the better commentators throughout this show. Shockingly enough, <laughs> yeah, I, I loved his 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 gimmick of not knowing if these were the women at first. <laughs> thought that, that that got a pop out of me. Uh, very important uh, to note here. This was CM Punk's final IWA event before going to WWE. Um, mm-hmm. At the time, it was also uh, this first time or in in months being back in the IWA Mid South. Uh, he had actually stopped working for the promotion for a while, uh, citing differences with Ian Rotten and how he was treating Chris Hero. And obviously CM Punk and Chris Hero had their classic matches in IWA Mid-South, and Punk went on to ROH from there. So uh, a lot of people were pretty excited to see CM Punk here. Mm. Um, Punk was accompanied by Shane Hagedorn, who we've kind of seen a couple of... I think we've seen Shane in our ROH reviews already. He's He's been yeah. around. He was a student of CM Punk. Um, he, he was accompanied by him, two other of his students. I wasn't able to pinpoint who they were. I could only uh, make out Shane Hagedorn. Uh, but very slow open here in the match. How do you feel about it overall? Um, I thought it was a really good match. Like uh, I know that Punk and Homicide are two like terrific uh, wrestlers here. I just felt like they probably had a better match in ROH at some point. And like these guys are working like kind of like they're they're calling it on the fly. Honestly, yeah. Um, you see uh, Homicide get dazed for a very long time and they're doing like a very long rest spot and i was just like yeah they probably just had better matches somewhere else like this is this isn't a good like you know uh look for (laughs) both of them in this match yeah i mean it was obvious that punk was um kind of filling fulfilling his his last commitments before he left 
Uh, obviously, th- we were in the middle of here in IWA. He wasn't the punk that he was in ROH with the ROH belt, uh, keeping it, holding it hostage <laughs> all summer. <laughs> um, but you saw a lot of uh, back and forth stuff that was pretty solid. I mean, it, it seemed as though, like you said, they were going through the motions and calling it on the fly here, getting their signature stuff off. Obviously, you're not going to see Homicide giving Punk a cop killer right before he goes to Connecticut. <laughs> and, or I'm sorry, not Connecticut, but uh, Knox, uh, Louisville. And you're not going to see Punk doing the uh, Pepsi plunge, which is the top rope pedigree. Uh, mm-hmm. in destroying his knees before he goes there either. Have, have you seen <laughs> him do the pet the, the Pepsi plunge? I, the one thing yeah. is like this has been like, that move has been like the move of legend for a lot of people who follow CM Punk and especially myself back in the day. That move took so long to set up in every match he did it in. I'm surprised that they that it even got the pop that it did because it never looked good. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Pepsi plunge. I always thought the Endicom device was. Uh, I always preferred that. Uh, I thought it was really cool because, like, you know, this match is like, you know, CM Punk matches in ROH usually were, like, hard-hitting as hell. And, you know, you know they do the, the ROH grapple fest. And I thought, like, you know, just bringing it all back with the Anaconda Vice, I thought that was, like, a really just, like, a good, you know, full circle moment yeah. whenever he used that. Um, So... This is generally Chris match. I don't really have a lot of complaints about it. Um, yeah. A lot of it was, again, just kind of going through the motion, seeing one more CM Punk homicide match before it was time to go. Uh, for Punk, uh, homicide rolls over a pin attempt to the cradle, gets the three. I gave it two stars. It was a solid match. It just kind of never left second gear here for me. Yeah, I I, uh, I gave it two and a half. Uh, I, I just feel like they probably had like a better, better matches in ROH at some point. Like really here, they're not like, working you know fantastically next match one thing i did love about this uh show that there wasn't a lot of like wild kind of weird uh segments and stuff or just uh, those weird talking segments where you couldn't hear anything anyway so i just just drowned it out oh yeah uh this is uh basically ian rotten just giving punk his like farewell that's that's like all i took from it um there's a lot of other stuff that I kind of just like fast forward. Like this is just that point in time where everybody's just giving punk his flowers before he leaves. Um, I've seen it before in ROH when he, uh, when he came out as Daniel, Bri- uh, Brian Danielson's uh, mm-hmm. surprise partner in a tag match. Um, like I, I, I've seen, like I've seen this whole thing before. Like I didn't really need to see it again. <laughs> uh, next match, boy, boy, oh boy. This next match. Uh, the NWA Midwest women's title match, Mischief, who's a champion, against Allison Danger, against Mickey Knuckles in a three-way elimination match. Allison Danger comes out, cuts a promo, but the sound is so bad that you can't yeah. really hear anything being said. Couldn't hear it. Um, listen, let me just say, women's wrestling has gotten so much better. Okay. Yes, and the commentary for women's wrestling has gotten so much better. Yes, I think this is, uh, I believe Punk comes out here in the, in the yes. mid, midway through the match. He joins in. Um, I know you have a problem with it. I completely understand. Like, that's who Punk was. He was the no. internet troll guy back in the day. It, like, my, like, obviously, you know, with the way the world is now, you're super sensitive or whatever. But, like, I understand that this pay per view is super 2005. Yeah. And, you know, they're doing the whole thing. But the stuff that Punk is saying here, I'm just like, all right, come on. <laughs> He's like, like style it back. <laughs> yes, he, he is definitely walling out here. Um, but I mean, inside the ring, some pretty bad selling here 
from all three women. <laughs> this is like playing with your little uh your little brother in the living room. Nobody is selling anything. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just getting moves off. Mischief clearly playing the 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 kind of alpha heel here, but also mm-hmm. Alice in Danger again playing the heel as well. I think Mickey Knuckles was the only one that really had the only uh, baby face here. Yeah, the only baby face here. And she kind of had that Tommy whipwreck like appeal where she just mm-hmm. kind of like rough and tumble. She does get a little color here as well. She does bleed a little. Um mischief uh toward the end of the match she she missed Alice in Danger and it becomes this huge like serious commentary moment where it's like listen this is like a green miss spot why is it so important but it also served to protect her because she does she wasn't really eliminated by pinfall at that point yeah I, oh, I it was also kind of weird it was like okay what well, did she need to be protected or what what would what would have been the problem with her being pinned here i'm, I'm not really sure I, I wasn't really up on uh their respective promotions and their storylines at that point i believe they were all in shimmer or at least mischief for sure was but i'm not really sure uh, about what uh, Alice in danger. Why she had to be, be protected here? Um, Punk on commentary at this point is just—he's kind of grating. He gets worse too. Oh, <laughs> the, if you're watching this show, which is available on High Spots Network, um, Punk, like, if I were to like show you a, or just like put out a clip of what Punk is saying here, super incriminating. <laughs> No one's gonna mention that though. All the all the wrestling wokes aren't gonna are gonna mention. Oh yeah, just mention. fall on deaf ears. But Punk is saying some of the most sexist, uh, mis- uh, mis- uh, misogynistic, like all like just the worst stuff. They're too concerned about light up title belts. To oh. worry about this. <laughs> um, Mickey is hit on the hit with a spike vest that that uh, mischief wears out to I the ring. That, I thought that spot was hard. Yeah, it was a pretty good spot there, um, and which makes her bleed. Uh, quickly, though, Mickey wins with the Shining Wizard to the head of Alice in Danger, which fire. I mean, at, at that point, it was like a one-on-one. I gave this one a two-and-a-half-star uh, rating. A lot of chicanery. It was pretty slow, but I thought that the crowd really got behind Mickey Knuckles at the end here. Uh, man, I- I'll give it like a one-and-three-fourths. <laughs> it's like... This match isn't good, but I thought a lot of the Mickey, uh, the Macy, I, I think it's Macy Knuckles. Uh, Mickey, yeah, Mickey. Like, it, it, it was like the only like, uh, good parts here. Yeah, Mickey was a pretty good babyface uh, playing yeah. off the heels. I, who I thought Alice in Danger would have got a lot more because they did give her the opening promo that was went on forever, but then she just gets unceremoniously dumped out with mist to the face. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know what, but like it's <laughs> it's not the best match. Yeah, not at all. I, w- I wouldn't go out of my way to watch that. Uh, big celebration here with Punk hamming it up, saying he's gonna go in, go out and attack Alice in Danger. This is not his only disparaging remarking as women uh, within the next ten minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't, yo, I can't emphasize like just just for like a minute straight in the next match, Punk is just on a roll. <laughs> of just Absolutely. like the worst commentary. And also stands to ruin kind of Mickey's moment here on commentary yeah. with just being just, just be silent if you don't have anything to say. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, if you thought Lawler was bad. <laughs> oh yeah, this is or if you thought JR was bad in the women's matches. <laughs> what about this? Um, next match, Claudio Castagnoli with Jay Chung uh versus Tracy Smothers. Crowd is incredibly annoying here. 
Prezak and Punk are incredibly annoying. Prezak also with the racist uh, Asian stereotype stuff. How weird Uh, is that? Like, one of my, like, I think he's a phenomenal commentator. I thought, like, every time I watch old ROH matches, like, he's, like, the best part about it. Like, uh, Daniel Bryanson, uh, uh, Takeshi, uh, Morishima match, like, he's, like, killing it in those matches. Like, mm-hmm. elevates it for me. Here, just a completely different guy. I don't also, even know who he is anymore. And also, like, his, home, his homeboy Punk is there, so he's hamming it up yeah. with Punk, and Punk saying, I'll I'll beat Jay Chung up, I hit women now, and all this other stuff. It's just... Uh, so... Uh, a lot of, uh... Just, just, like... It turned from sexist to super racist and sexist at the same time. Yeah, he keeps getting Jay Chung's name wrong. I thought I was yeah. really, but again, again, it's a sign of the times, you know. Uh, as far as inside the ring, Claudio, Cesaro, whatever you want to call him, still kind of figuring it out here. I, oh. I felt like um, his this style is, was kind of a hybrid technical strongman style here. He is not uh, the performer that we would see in later years. Uh, just like on the indies, like he's just not good here. Like the abdominal stretch that he does, and he's trying to grab the top rope for leverage. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and then uh, when he, he's doing like the headlock spot, and then he tries to get leverage on the ropes, but he's nowhere near him. Yeah. So his body is like at like a, a hundred and forty-five degree angle. Like, what are you doing? I think a lot of it is probably the fact that he has hair. <laughs> he didn't get fired until he was balding. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get fired until he was bald. I, I think a lot of it was was the hair. It was just just really fucking him up here. Um, yeah. Claudio wins this match. I, I I don't have much to say on this one either. I, I gave oh. it like two stars. I thought Tracy Smothers was kind of like yeah. I have eh. nothing to really say about him. Uh, the notes I have here is like this is like commentary super uh, two thousand five. Uh, Tracy Smothers is like like ran like result 35 on uh, a call randomizer like just <laughs> generic white dude so, like uh claudio not in his bag here <laughs> no nah, not at all he it, it was it just was a solid match um claudio of course getting his win back from i believe their last event um where he lost and he was getting his win back here so they mm-hmm. another, another czw guy on the card also two czw guys actually um yeah. next match Team uh, tag team six way tables match. That's right, six ways elimination tables match. Jeez, man, man. I said, I why said would you no book thanks. this? I said no thanks to this one, Cyrus. If you watched it, let let me know. Okay, I watched it. Eric, uh, the notes I have here, I'm going to keep it brief. Eric Priest is uh, what EC3 would be with TV time. Oh my God. Uh, Chad Awesome is a funny ass name. This match is Austin boring as hell. I think it was Austin. Chad Austin, I think. Oh, I thought it was awesome. Nah, yeah. it's not cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mic isn't uh, too great. But yeah, this match isn't really that good. Um, and then we get another six-man uh, in, in the next match, which is also not that great either. I thought uh, Eddie Kingston was like really cool in that match, like uh, the faction that he was a part of with Jane Chung. Yes. But... Uh, this uh, six uh, six man elimination, like it's like a tag team elimination, not good. <laughs> yeah, uh, I believe the I believe, I believe Vito won. Vito and his uh, partner, who was he? I forgot his name. 
I lost it. Sorry, it's Vito one. <laughs> Vito, <laughs> Vito's team one. One star. Wow, I gave it, I gave it NA. I, I, a a knowing how these matches get and knowing that we were getting to the death match portion of the show, I was like, okay, I can I can lose this one. Yeah, this is not not a good match. All right, next match: Bad Breed and Nate Webb. That is Ian uh, and Axel Rotten. Uh, versus Madman Pondo, JC Bailey, and Toby Klein. Six man tag match. <clears throat> Cyrus, take it away. This is your type of match. <laughs> <laughs> this match gets bloody very fast. Immediately. Um, almost immediately. Almost like they came out bleeding. Yes. Uh, you know, everybody gets in the ring. The bell, uh, bell rings. Somebody's getting hit with a staple gun. <laughs> Like quick as hell. Like it's, I if you're not a big fan of death matches, like you could absolutely skip this. If you're, you know, still upset over the Kenny Omega, uh, John Moxley, uh, lights out match, you can absolutely skip this because <laughs> that's baby shit compared to this. Um, yeah. Um, I just Alex don't understand. Alex in Danger joins uh, commentary here and has a passion. Of, this is so timely and dated but has a passion of the christ reference yeah uh, <laughs> just again 2005 in 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 a nutshell of what people cared about it, it was very much like this is the era that you know like cyrus people say man i wish this was the old days this is the old days they're talking about <laughs> like this is not the time you want to be in oh man everybody's so sensitive now and then yeah. you like have this dude talking about like he wants to beat women and like you know he hates asians like, like come on son <laughs> jesus didn't get a lot of heat for that one or something like that in the movie uh as far as the match i thought i enjoyed it i'm not gonna lie i i, I yeah, it's fun I, I thought it was a fun match um i i think that uh Nate Webb is one of my favorite CZW guys from back in the day. So seeing him do his do his job is or do his work is really cool. Yeah. Uh, what I what I didn't like was the scissors spots. I, I turned my head at those. <laughs> so my relation with Nate Webb and the scissors spot both just goes back to Joey Janela Spring Break. Um where I think Jimmy Lloyd takes a very like dangerous like uh scissor spot to the throat. So whenever I see scissors in death matches, I'm just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, and Nate Webb, uh, he had a match with uh, Sensation or a session Moth Martina, uh, Martina, where I think it's at the Orange Cassidy event, which is like a, uh, also during Mania weekend, where they were just drinking and just beating the hell out of each other. So I like uh, I like Nate Webb. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Uh... Just a really violent man. I, th- there was one spot where, like, he's scraping the scissors on his head. Yeah, outside, where, where I think it was Ian was doing it. Um, yeesh. Uh, but Bad Breed does win, of course, obviously because the Bookers are on that team. But <laughs> right, you know, I didn't realize that that was the Booker at the start, and then when I saw them getting their hands raised, I was just like, "So he booked himself to win? What an asshole!" Yeah, that that would that went along with a lot of the IWA stuff there. I think Ian Ryan. Um, was the he was a, he was a detriment and also an advantage to IWA. I mean, he was able to get the young talent when they were relatively young and didn't cost a lot, and they were super super, you know, well known and, and popular. Mm-hmm. And, and it was early in their careers. But he was also kind of like the dusty 
of that promotion whereas like it was really his way of the highway and you know a lot of it rubbed a lot of people like punk and, and like chris hero and, and a lot of other people the wrong way mm. um there was a a uh iwa championship gauntlet match featuring jimmy jacobs and chris hero i'm just gonna be honest i'm not a huge fan of jimmy jacobs as the wrestler um I'm not either, and I think it's like due to a lack of like. Sometimes I think it's a uh, due to a lack of uh, context in a lot of his matches and like his gimmicks and you know just what he was going, uh, what he was doing around in 2005. But like I've seen him here, I've seen him in other ROH stuff. I'm just I'm I'm not in love with the dude. Like I I don't like his matches. I don't think he's that great of a performer. I don't think his promos are really that great either. But I do see his promo influence in like uh stuff that he that he writes later on in the future. Right. Like uh I think his promo I think his promo before this match or just like uh not like directly before this match, but just like later on in a pay per view is like really shades of like uh you know, probably like an MJF type of talent, you know? Yeah. Uh, this does end up with, at the end, the match that we all really want to see anyway, not Eric fucking Cannon, um, Jimmy Jacobs and, and Chris Hero, <laughs> who, who go, around, go around 10 minutes, I think. Um, mm-hmm. and, they, and it's not it, good. It's not Chris Hero's strongest moment here, uh, but he, he does try and get Jimmy Jacobs over as much as he can, who Jimmy at this point was having quite a, uh, quite a renaissance in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I think he was just like a fantastic heel because a lot of people did, uh, you know, just hate how he presented himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he just got natural heat, AKA people are homophobic. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, he, he worked to that in an advantage. I don't know if you heard it, but somebody just drops a huge F bomb yes. uh, while he's wrestling. And then I was just like, man, he's getting really good heat. But like this is not the good old days. Like <laughs> that's not like that's not a good thing. But like he 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 played he played it up pretty well. Um, this isn't the best we've seen, Hero. Um, I, I feel like that's a case for a lot of these dudes that are on this card. Like they're just not uh, they're not giving they're not giving it their all, except probably like uh, like Eric Cannon. Yeah, uh, I I'm not I've never been a big Eric Cannon fan. Uh, at all, so I, I didn't as soon as I the, saw him, I pieced out to the last five minutes. Uh, I didn't do the thing where I go on cage match and see like where's the last place he worked, or if he's still living. Uh, <laughs> that that that's like I'm just I don't I don't like like to be that grim, but like when you're wrestling, especially like you know, it on the indies in this time, like you know, you pass. Oh, he's yeah. thirty. 36 freelancing where is his last match uh let's see are you looking it up right now yes i'm looking it up right now and i'm looking for matches shout out to cage match he's had a match uh, last week wow. uh, pbc rice street rumble brawl 2019 in minnesota oh good for good for him active Good for him. I'm glad he's still finding yeah. work. I mean, there's a lot of work to go around these days. Yeah. In, in pro wrestling. Uh, main event time. Sorry. So you ready? Uh, Joe versus Butcher. Eddie Kingston and CM Punk on commentary with Dave Prezak here. Eddie Kingston, no more of a commentator, just a guy that keeps screaming, holy shit, no shit. I can't believe this is yeah, happening. Yeah. Um, the, the criticisms that they gave Renee Young when she was on commentary. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Punk ditches all the racist stuff. Uh, I think 
when I originally watched this match, I thought, you know, these guys are pretty good on commentary, except uh, Eddie Kingston. You know, he just does his automatopias, but yeah. Punk, Punk cleans up here. Yeah, he, he cleans up a lot. And I think, obviously, Joe is his friend, so he wants to make him look good. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a big reason why. Uh, Joe tosses the rough early, and we get straight to brawling. Lots of brawling. Love here. that. Still, uh, I popped when I first saw it, and I popped when I saw it yesterday. I love that they're just like just bullied the referee. Like no, nobody wants to see this like a grapple fest. Even though they play that a lot in, uh, they play it up a lot on commentary. Yeah. Where they're just like, this match can go any way. Is Necro Butcher gonna wrestle Samojo, or is he gonna try to kill Samojo? A little bit of both happened here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I did for I mean not for nothing for a nine minute match this felt like one of the breeziest like it felt like four minutes honestly it was, it was yes. really really quick match to go through and and I liked the fact that it was like you know it was Joe trying to put this guy away and it would take more than just a pinfall to do it um, they fight outside the ring very early Joe gives him some really stiff kicks uh, on the outside and it gets to the first spot that everyone rem remembers from this match and that is the power slam on the floor spot which does not look any better anytime I see this spot. Why would they try and do this? The, like, I wish he got the power slam all the way where he like rotated and, you know, rotated fully and landed on his back. But there would but, have been no way, there would have been no way for him to, to get that power slam off correctly without hurting both of each, both of them. And I think he just chose yeah. like the, the lesser option, which was just hurting Butcher. <laughs> I like. I honestly think if Samojo would have got the full rotation, it would have been great. But Samojo goes for the power slam and just half, like half asses it, and Necro Butcher just slams his forehead into the concrete. Yeah, it it hurts. It hurts a lot. It, it really, it, really, it, really, it's, really it's not nice to see. Um. We get another one of those later, but um, I say in my notes, Necro has to be concussed, and it really, it really puts in perspective that like you don't see these types of matches a lot. So you, you reference the Kenny Omega John Moxley match from a couple of weeks ago on uh, AEW's pay per view. A lot of people were very much shocked about it, but if you've been you know watching from a very you know shows like this or shows like uh, uh, BJW and all this other stuff, like this is normal. This is the norm, you know. Like this, yeah. this type of stuff happens and. I, I'm just glad that this isn't like the norm of tw 2019. I, I think that there's still a there's still room for a spectacle like Moxley Omega. I mean, it doesn't have to be 40 minutes. It could be a cool nine like this was, but there's still can, there's still room for it. Can we talk about that match after we talk about Necro Butcher? Uh, yeah, Samoa sure. Joe? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know they uh, MJ picked my brain on it uh, on the War Report, but I, I just wanted to see like your thoughts on it. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I even say here, why is there even pinfalls? I, I don't think that the pinfalls were necessary. I thought that I, th I always mm -hmm. feel as though these matches need to be knockout or submission. Yeah, uh, if Samoa would have choked him out at the end, would have been yeah. perfect. Yeah, it would have been would have been very much perfect. But um, Joe, he attempts a and, and be clear. I don't think Necro attempts any pinfalls here at all. Oh, he's too busy getting his. Uh, I think I think he attempts like one time. But it's very early into the match. But Necro Butcher, like, soon as they go into the outside, Necro Butcher is no longer in the offensive. Yeah, at all. It becomes just really just him taking a lot of a lot of offense. Samoa Joe just going hard on the training dummy. Exactly. <laughs> um, there there is an attempted exploder, and I say attempted very very hugely. Oh my god! Off of the apron again. Why try this? 
Necro doesn't get the full rotation, likely because he's not that athletic. He lands on his head again. Right yeah. on his forehead. Honestly, it just like I thought Samoa Joe, like he was they're both on uh they're both outside the uh Outside the ring on the apron, I thought Necro Butcher was going to run into him and then do like a uh, go for a Uranagi. Yeah. But no, it just looks like it just looks like Samoa Joe just goes for a flatliner on the outside, <laughs> and then Samoa Joe head once again just cracks against the uh, the pavement. Yeah, ne- Necro was he he was like the blood was dripping from his head. Oh yeah, it, at, it at this terrible. point, uh, this is where the Passion of the Christ reference. Uh, the reference earlier kind of comes in, but yeah. uh, like leaking, literally leaking, and, and Punk is literally like, I I've never wrestled Necro Butcher, but you know if Joe wants me to, he basically he said he'll he'll go if he kicks out at two, he'll go to his car and, he'll, and they'll both run him over. And I was like, that's pretty much what it's gonna take. That's what <laughs> yeah. I feel like with Fiend matches. Like this is literally yeah. this. What, how would you feel if like there was a Fiend match that was like this? Like if one of those Seth matches was like this? If. Bray, uh, if the Fiend went through as much stuff as Necro Butcher did in this match, and the Fiend won, I'd be sick. <laughs> yeah, and, but but I mean, like as far as like that Hell in a Cell match, people didn't like, and and again, I didn't like it either. But you know, the, all of the pageantry of the you know slamming him with the toolbox and all the chair and stuff like that. Yeah. If it was, if it was this match, I think it would have went over way better with people. Yeah, um, the Fiend matches, like you know. I'm not particularly too big of a fan of them. Uh, Survivor Series just happened uh, a couple of the, uh, like a, a week, week ago. Yeah. I, lo- I love Survivor Series, but um, that match that he had with Daniel Bryan did nothing for him. I think, but, that, but that's about the best match you could have had with him yeah. without it being that. But I, I just think like everything that went on in the match, soon as Bryan went for the yes, wasn't about. Defeat anymore. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's and like uh, yesterday uh, with SmackDown, it's no longer about the Fiend. Yeah, because so, uh, on his own, he doesn't have like a. a yeah, it, it just seems arc. like they're doing more stuff for like the dudes that he's like going up against, and mm-hmm. like it's, it's like they're not really helping out the Fiend in any way. You but know? you could say you could say that, and and you know we'll circle this back to Necro Butcher that when Bray first started. It was the guys he was facing that were trying to get him over, and yeah. now he's—it's the other way around where he's trying to give these guys character where they need it, and I, and I think that is the most intriguing part about his character, even if they're not explicitly saying it. You you know what? If it like you can look at it like that, and honestly, I would rather better look at uh, look at it like that. Uh, you know, Daniel Bryan giving Bray one of his best matches, <laughs> and then yeah. him just like you know. Helping Daniel Bryan turn face again, like that's really good. Um, yeah, the Exploder looked terrifying, but also, <laughs> oh yeah, Joe, this match. <laughs> Joe power bombs Necro on a guardrail that was uh, head wedged between the turnbuckles for two. Oh. Uh, German <laughs> on an open chair to Necro for two, uh, and after a kick to the head, unprotected by the way. Necro is out for 10, which I didn't know there was a oh. KO rule. I did. I had no clue at that point there was a KO rule. They didn't even say that. Yeah, I didn't realize there was a KO rule either. But there's a very, like, like deadly spot where um, Samojo goes outside and gets a guardrail. Yeah. Like, uh, wedges it uh, at the turnbuckle. And German, uh, you know, uh, he power bombs uh, Necro Butcher on it, but he only gets his head. 
Yeah, only gets his head. I forgot to mention that. You're right. He only got his head. <laughs> like, just like misses his whole body and just like just from like the neck up connects with the steel guardrail. And you know it hurts because the guardrail doesn't even bend in the. Slightest. It was the, it was them old guardrails too. Yeah. Um. Did you like it? It just really looked like Joe was doing this on purpose, and I I love I love that feeling of like he was literally trying to kill this guy. Yeah, uh, I love that energy from Samoa Joe, where like his brutal, like his brutality, brutality looks real. Yeah, it, it looked really, and especially the kicks and everything. It, it looked yeah. very, very painful. Uh, of course, Necro is is KO'd at the ten, uh, and to get his heat back, I guess for some reason, Necro gets right up. Yeah, he, he he like power backs up, and like Samoa Joe like leaves, like like scurries out. Um. I would have given this a really high score back in the day, but I think that oh yeah, the matches that have followed this and other promotions, even even you know within the last decade, have kind of took this blueprint and made it way better. So I I gave mm-hmm. this about a three and a half. Um, same. I like I'm fairly new to wrestling. Started watching uh 2005. Uh, no, 2015. Uh, I seen this match probably in 2006. I thought it was really cool, but like now that we've seen all this wrestling come out, like this match doesn't really hold up too well, if you ask me. Yeah. So I probably uh, I probably just give it three and a half. Yeah, and I mean to go back to to the point of the Omega Moxley match, I think that that match was a spectacle. Um, and that's what you needed, and that's what you mm-hmm. need in a promotion like that to kind of give them like, okay, this is what we do. You know, and, and I, that's what I thought was, was exciting about it. Yeah. What I didn't think was, was that where this match was, again, nine minutes and got its point across, this became, that, that match became masturbatory at about 35, 36 minutes, <laughs> where yeah. it was a lot of them just laying around for five minutes at a time and then getting up and throwing each other again through something or something like that. Like, mm. there was a brutality in this match that was missing or is missing from a lot of these matches, these types of... Uh, you know, these days. Like the only problem that I have with the Kenny Omega John Moxley match is that it's too long. That is it. I think I think the match is great outside of its length. It is a really good death match outside of its length. Yeah. Uh like we watched uh like the first show that we did with spot callers. Like the main event is probably like, you know, about like twenty minutes. minutes. No, yeah, uh, minutes. yeah, like it wasn't that long. Like 300 uh 300 light tubes like how much can you really do with that yeah not much make it short i th- i think that you know really and you know i i don't take these types of matches for granted but you know th- this was like an anomaly back then and now you see it now it's like an anomaly now to american yeah. audiences and <clears throat> you know considering this was a you know an american independent promotion but that type of style is not new, and and I would I would hate to see this be repeated. And even with AEW now, you're seeing this type of match a lot on their shows, or at least mm-hmm. like the, the level of, of brutality a lot. And you know, you want to become an alternative, obviously, to to the competition, but you also want to make this match special. I th- I think too many lights out matches yeah. is gonna be overkill. I think you have them like this. And you retain the same style as this match. I think everyone needs to. And I, I called it a blueprint for a reason. These matches should not be more than like ten minutes long, or yeah. else it gets like it, it's just un, it's unrealistic. It's unbelievable. You believe the Necro Butcher knockout because he had gone through so much before. 
and he wasn't kicking out or he wasn't he wasn't staying down for anything yeah. so again um if i see these types of matches i, I definitely love to see them shorter and, and more compact and more, and more planned out and that's why i think i enjoy this a lot yeah um like just like uh iwa in the beginning of the pay-per-view they talk about being an alternative yeah and you know just be a good alternative man uh i i wouldn't particularly recommend watching this show too much. Uh, I think you should just watch the Necro Butcher match because it's free on YouTube. Yes, uh, one match show. It, yeah, it really is a one match show. Um, I don't think, like, I don't think Punk and Ho- I I couldn't recommend Punk and Homicide too much. I just think uh, they had a better match somewhere else. One match show for real. Yeah, one match show. Uh, I I feel the same way, but you know, we we, we you have a epic match like this you, you got to see the rest you got to see what where it builds up to mm-hmm. and where it leads to also seeing samoa joe in his prime um my like my favorite <laughs> a goat a goat then and, and, a, and a goat today uh but that was iwa mid-south something to prove from june 2005 next time you hear from us in just a, sh- a few short weeks maybe two at, the, at most um we will be i'm so excited for this because cyrus has gotten ch- to choose the last like three shows um <laughs> so excited for this show ecw december to dismember 2006 featuring mm-hmm. the extreme elimination chamber we will go all through the pay-per-view they got paul Heyman fired from the wwe and we'll talk about a couple of other matches since this pay-per-view isn't that long uh so it's about like two yeah. hours like almost flat um, we'll talk about some other matches that I sent to Cyrus and Cyrus sent to me. It'll be kind of be like Secret Santa for uh, yeah. for wrestling. So we'll talk about those matches as well. Um, but we are nearing the the end of a year, the first year of Spot Callers, uh, ending it off with a bang with with that mat with that show. <laughs> uh, I think I think next year, like we'll probably be more diverse. I don't know if we're gonna go to. Uh, to off the beaten path where we're in the swamps or in the trenches. Uh, but Please God, no. <laughs> but like, uh, follow me on Twitter at H underscore visibility. There is a Google like form that you can fill out. If you just, we'll, we'll put it in the description, we'll put it in the description for this. Episode. Yeah. Like just let us know what you want to watch. A lot of people want us to watch like, uh, some Lucha Libre. I don't oh, know what's okay. up with that, but they, there's a lot of Lucha Libre, uh, recommendations in there. All right, cool. I mean, I'm down as long as we can find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as always, follow us at RNC Radio Live. Follow me at OG Johnny Five, uh, and follow and subscribe to us at A Show RNC, uh, where you can find the A Show, of course, with myself and Meals, the War Report with Cyrus and MJ, and of course, the show you're listening to right now, Spot Callers with myself and Cyrus. Uh, so we'll see you in just a couple of weeks for our December episode, our second December episode. This is no, this is the November episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> with this, with ECW. December to December 2006. Until then, peace out, guys.